Welcome to Midnight Slumber. I am your host, Zach Miller. Join me as we take a journey through the alternate realities that take place after midnight. Hot air balloons are something to enjoy and admire. However, they are not something you want to be in while a storm is approaching. Enjoy the story called Bigfoot's Hot Air Balloon. The clear blue sky seems closer than ever as we travel slowly through the air. A few small white clouds pass under us as we look down upon the countryside. Cows roaming in the fields look up at us, watching as we slowly pass over. The burner goes off another time to keep us at this level in the sky. The heat from the flame causes me to look upon and admire the beautiful colors of the hot air balloon. The beautiful blues, purples, oranges, and reds glisten and glow in the slowly setting sun. The colors are mesmerizing in this light, but I know we will have to land soon as the sun is setting. The wicker basket creaks as I move from one side of the basket to the other to try and scope out a good spot to land. Off to our left is a wide river and power lines leading back to the city behind us. To our right is a small farm with some open fields. In front of us is a large bridge that travels over the river into the next city. But there are many open fields to land in once past that bridge. I tell the pilot, who happens to be my girlfriend's dad, that there is some land to our right and past the bridge up ahead. He tells me that we can't fly over that bridge as there have been new regulations to protect the traffic on that bridge. The wind is constant and pushing us in that direction. The pilot decides to lay on the burner to see if we can get enough altitude that the air above us may move us in another direction. As we go up and up, the air does shift but it pushes us towards the river and the city, both places where we can't land. The higher we go, the faster we start moving towards the city. He immediately lays off the burner to keep us from going up anymore. He turns to look at me and tells me we need to go down and to fly under that bridge. I look at him with confusion, clearly all over my face. He says, We can't fly over but the bridge is tall enough that we can fly under it. I just hope that there isn't a boat passing through when we go under. Brace yourself. This is going to be a tense ride. He grabs the rope and pulls, which creates vent holes in the top of the balloon that let out the hot air. At first, we slowly go down, but he continues to hold it open for a while. I look out over the edge and see the ground starting to approach rapidly. He lets go of the rope and the descent slows, but we are still heading towards the earth and are now level with the bridge. Looking down, I can now see a busy highway running beneath the bridge, parallel to the river. Even though we continue to slowly descend beneath the bridge, the pilot turns the burner back on to keep us from touching down in the middle of the approaching highway. This highway below us is vast, hundreds of lanes wide. Traffic fills every lane, and every vehicle is speeding down the roadway at top speed. It'll be a miracle if we make it under this bridge. 
Her father is one of the best pilots, and even he is worried about trying this maneuver. As we get closer, the bridge starts to show its size. We are tiny compared to this, but it will still be a tight fit. The top of the balloon bumps the side of the bridge and slides underneath, thankfully not damaging the balloon's envelope. We let out a little more air to keep us from scraping along the top, when a semi passes under us creating a draft of air that pulls us forward and pushes us upward. The top of the balloon bounces against the bottom of the bridge, and I watch in terror as the fabric gets smushed. It makes a weird rough scraping sound, and because I can hear it so well, I can tell we are holding our breath. Neither one of us says anything. We just hold on for dear life as the vehicles rush by underneath us. The speed of the cars under the bridge is causing a significant draft to pull us along. We watch and listen as the balloon continues to scrape along the underside of the bridge. Cars start honking, and even a few people yell at us as they pass by. We are only a few feet above the vehicles when we finally float over to the river that passes underneath as well, giving us a little more breathing room. We can lower a bit now that we aren't competing against the traffic's wind. The river is a deep blue, indicating that it is too deep to risk recovering the balloon and basket if we do land in it. It is also flowing pretty rapidly as the dam must have released some water recently. There are a few boats, but they are far off, so nothing to worry about as we pass over the water. The bridge finally has a few more lanes for us to pass under when we realize that there is a giant billboard just on the other side of the river. We will need to fly over it as soon as we exit from under the bridge. The billboard is advertising for the newly constructed airport in the city. It would be ironic if we slammed into the billboard and destroyed it. However, wrecking is not in either of our plans. As soon as we clear the bridge, we hit the burner hard, and the balloon rises faster than it ever has. The bottom of the wicker basket easily misses the billboard by 10 feet or more. We are racing up into the sky to scope out a new place to land. We stay relatively low to avoid the winds that will send us back to the city. Ahead of us are lush green wide open fields perfect for landing. However, the air up here has gotten colder. A loud clap of thunder rings out off in the distance. Looking ahead is a dark, powerful storm quickly approaching. A big rush of wind slams into us, taking us higher in the sky. We know we must land now, or risk being struck by lightning. Thankfully, there is an empty parking lot nearby that we are heading towards rapidly. We can land in it and have easy access for our chase crew to reach us. We pull the rope and begin our descent. The wind is getting worse, and we can see the heavy rain approaching. Looking down, I tell him that we are clear. No rocks, no cars, no power lines just a clear landing site on concrete. As we get close to the ground, I notice a large set of footprints in the grass just outside of the parking lot. I follow their path, which they have an enormous stride leading to a large prison that this parking lot backs up against. The wicker basket comes to a soft landing despite the winds. The wind slowly pushes us across the parking lot as we wait on our chase crew who is racing down the single lane road to get to us. As we slide across the ground, 
prison inmates start approaching the barbed wire fencing that is holding them in. Some of them shout and holler at us, asking if they can get a ride out of here. A massive bolt of lightning strikes the ground off in the distance, setting a nearby field ablaze. Our chase crew comes rushing in and parks the trailer next to us. Our friends hop out, grabbing onto the basket and the lead rope as we start to deflate the balloon. More inmates pile against the fence and shout in anger as they realize that we will not help them escape. Rage fills them, and the inmates start shaking the fence violently. The storm is now drizzling down on them and us. The wind is even stronger now, making it hard for us to get all the air out of the balloon as the crew tries to pack it up. My girlfriend hops out of the driver's seat and offers a hand to pack up the balloon. Her dad and I climb out of the basket and help lift, putting it in the back of the trailer. My girlfriend and friends lift with everything they have, placing the balloon in the trailer with the basket. Another loud clap of thunder rings through the sky as the bottom drops from the storm, releasing a torrential downpour. The fence is now bending under the weight of the inmates pushing. Loud, booming footsteps come from behind them. A tall, hairy figure standing at least 12 feet tall pushes the fence over with ease. The creature roars, which drowns out the storm. In complete horror, I look up to see Bigfoot staring us down in anger. The inmates cheer and rush at us in hopes we can help them escape. We rush to pile into the SUV, slamming the door shut. Bigfoot begins running at us, overtaking some of the other inmates with ease. My girlfriend pushes the gas pedal down, causing the tires to peel as we speed off towards the small roadway. The fire from the field is closing in on our right side, and some of the inmates are catching up from behind. There is a small gap in the road where we have to drive through the grass, but the fire blazes past us, engulfing the field. Bigfoot is within a few feet of us when he reaches out his hand to grab our trailer. Do we succumb to Bigfoot? or the fire. We gun it and take the risk. Driving through the fire, we are engulfed in flames and smoke, but only for a few short seconds. We come out the other side and land back on the road, which is now getting wider as we approach the city highway. Looking back, Bigfoot and the inmates are trapped once again and very angry that their chance of escape is gone. We are safe, and the trailer is undamaged, meaning we will have the opportunity to fly again. Thank you for listening to tonight's episode. Please, Leave a comment and check out our social media on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. We would love to hear your thoughts on tonight's episode. I'm your host, Zach Miller, and thanks for listening. Have a good midnight slumber.